Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward to our time together today and asking God to speak to your heart in a very personal and powerful way. I don't know exactly who is listening, but I know this, that God knows every single individual right now who's tuned in, and He knows exactly what each and every individual stands in need of. He's a good God. He knows just how to apply the Bible truth to our life. It's amazing how you can sit in a service. And there'll be a thousand people in that service. A preacher preaches one message, and people will come to me after service and say, Brother Cooper, that was helpful, man. I had this going on or that going on. God spoke to me this way. And it'll be different from the other person who just came through and said the same thing. Why is that? Because God knows what we need, and he'll apply the Bible to our life to meet that need that we have. I've had a good day so far today. I spent the morning uh, with our Christian school students and was able to speak to the senior class for about 45 minutes. And then after that, we had our chapel service, and I preached in chapel, and it's always an encouragement to be around young people who are old-fashioned and not mad about it. I mean, they're enjoying the Christian life, and they're doing the right things. They don't they have any problems. Oh, I'm sure there's some problems just like there are in my life and in yours, but it's, it's a blessing to know God has another generation. And until Jesus comes, there's going to be a remnant. And I was encouraged just listening to them testify and share uh, some of uh, their hearts and ask good questions. It was just good to be around them today. We're going to study in James chapter 4 today, and we just wrapped up James chapter number 3. So we're going to transition into James chapter number 4. James chapter number 3 dealt primarily with the tongue and how to tame the tongue or how to temper the tongue or how to control the tongue. And James likened the tongue unto a fire. And we said a fire that is controlled can be a blessing, but a fire that is uncontrolled is destructive and deadly. So our tongue can be used, if it's controlled, it can be used for the glory of God. We can sing praises, we can pray, we can edify others, we can preach. We use our tongue for things that can please God. But an uncontrolled tongue, a tongue that is just given over to the desires of the flesh, can be a very destructive, damaging deadly kind of a thing. And so we talked about the tongue, several broadcasts we talked and dealt with that. Today in James chapter 4, James does not deal with just a topic, but he touches on a variety of topics in this chapter. He'll talk about uh, different things, ranging from uh, disunity to carnality, to worldliness, to resisting the devil, to submitting your life to God. And all of this will be concluded at the end of the chapter by James saying every area of life, you ought to get the will of God. You got to get the leading of God. You got to submit to the uh, uh, the uh, green light, if you will, of God before you make a decision. And so we need God in every aspect of our life. Let's look together here in James chapter 4. And we'll begin in verse 1, from whence come wars and fightings. Now, it's already come uh, about to be a negative sort of a verse. Wars and fightings are not pleasant things. Uh, I've never been in combat. I do know people who have been. But I've seen uh, enough documentaries and depictions of combat to know I don't want to be in it. 
I don't want to have bullets blazing past me. I don't want the explosions. I don't want the damage. <clears throat> I don't want the blood and the gore and the carnage that comes with fighting and wars. But James is saying in these churches he's writing to, these scattered Jewish believers, he's saying, hey, there's some wars and fightings among you. Now, that seems like it should be a crazy thought that among Christian people that there is carnage. Christian people, there is murderous desire, bloodshed, if you will, fighting. There is ought between Christian brothers, but that's the case. You would think there'd be unity. You'd think there'd be love. You'd think there'd be meekness. You'd think there'd be gentleness. You'd think there'd be long-suffering because those are the fruits of the Spirit. But here we find that that's not the case. He's dealing with a crowd that is uh, uh, known by wars and fightings in the assemblies. All right, and he says, where are they coming from? He said, come they hint, not hence, even of your, here's what he said, your lusts, that war in your members. So James is going to deal with this right from the starting gate. The flesh is the well of these wars and these fightings among these believers. They don't come from without. They come from within. The reason there was so much division, the reason there was so much crisis, the reason there was conflict, the reason there were disputings. Why? Because they were living not a spirit-filled life, but a flesh-filled life. They were not living a life led by the Spirit. They were leading a life trying to satisfy the flesh. And the flesh is always anti-God. So it's anti-unity, it's anti-harmony, it's anti-love, it's anti-grace. And so Wars and fightings rose in these early assemblies, and they arose because of the flesh. Verse 2 says, You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. Verse number 1, let's make some comments here. From whence come wars and fightings? Uh, among you. He's talking about these everyday quarrels. He's talking about these uh, dilemmas, this drama, the arguments. Now, <clears throat> there ought not be Christian adults, mature Christians, that act like children at recess fighting over a ball and just arguing and nitpicking over every little thing. Sad to say, though, that's found more frequently than you might think. And James is saying, where's all this arguing coming from? What's up with all that arguing, all that mess that you're involved in? Why the quarreling? Why the contention? Every day it's the same. You go to church and there's drama and go to church and there's problems and go to church and there's backbiting and gossip and nitpick, all that kind of stuff. Why are you doing that? He's saying, where is it coming from? And then he answers his own question. Come they not hence even of your own lusts that warn your members. So <clears throat> we have this word war here. That's talking about fighting. Lust. What is that? That desire to have something. That desire of the flesh. It's a selfish desire. It's a selfish pursuit of pleasure. The word translated as members means the human body. So we're talking about our flesh. There's wars in this body of believers because of the body of the believer they're yielding to their flesh why is there arguing why is there selfishness why is all that because you're living in the flesh in verse number two he said you lust and have not you kill and desire to have and you cannot obtain you fight in war yet you have not because you ask not 
So here we find it. They have this desire, their covetousness. They have a lust within them. Fleshly lust is a sinful lust, and lust has no logic. And the Bible says that the lust and have not, they kill. What is that saying? I think they're trying to say that they're devouring one another through this envy, through this hating. I mean, it's uh, it's like almost a, a spiritual murder is killing their spirit. It's killing their joy. It's killing their attitude. It's killing their victory. It's killing any hope they might have had of revival because they're uh, emphasizing the flesh. They're letting the flesh sit on the throne, and they're not living by the Spirit. They covet, and they don't have it. They envy, and they want it, but they can't obtain it. Why? Because they don't ask for it. So James is saying, rather than being carnal and bickering and coveting and being envious of one another, why don't you just get spiritual, get on your knees in prayer, and ask God to give you what you desire. The Bible says that he'll give us the desires of our heart if we'll submit to him and follow his will and follow his lead. God will give us our needs and definitely give us our wants as well oftentimes. And he said, here's why you don't have it. You're envious of that guy and wrapped up in the desire of the flesh to get it and not getting filled with the spirit and saying, you know what? I might get it. I might not. But God knows what's best for me. And if I get it, it'll come from him and get on your knees and say, Lord, may I have this. Now, the basic truth of these verses is the flesh causes all this trouble in the local church. Every church split can be traced back to the flesh. Every discouraged pastor can be traced back to the flesh. Every bit of problem that arises in a place, you can trace it back to the flesh. I told my Sunday school class this recently. In your Christian life, there is a cross and there is a throne. And every day you have to decide who will be on the cross and who shall be on the throne. If you want to satisfy your flesh, here's what you do. You put yourself on the throne and put Jesus on that cross. But if you want to live a spirit-filled life, which is the blessed life, the good life, the joyous life, the victorious life, then you put Jesus on that throne and reckon yourself on that cross. You can't crucify the flesh by the flesh. You've got to submit to God and be filled with the Spirit. In every problem that arises in the Christian life, the flesh's fingerprint is right there on it. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.